Uh, lately, I've been really into that song, uh, Born to be Alive by Patrick Hernandez. It plays at the beginning of an episode of Shorzy during a slow motion fight montage. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just I, I can't get it out of my head because we were born, born, born to be alive, born to be alive, which is something that uh, Ultra Magnus can't say anymore. Too much energy. Hooray, you're Silverbolt. Blah blah, Beast Wars once and for all. Titor, what have you done? I am giving this episode no energon. What yeah. are you, a Quintesson? This is no energon. Fuck it. I I can't. Sigma you balls! Sh- Gary! <laughs> oh, 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 no! Not that! Energon, the podcast where two 90s kids talk shit about Beast Wars and talk about Beast Wars shit. I am one of your hosts, Neo Cal. And on the siege, the other guy. The other guy. Uh, this isn't Beast Wars, though. Sometimes we do other things. And yeah, in some, fact, sometimes we do do other things. Yeah. Yeah. Transformers fans, Beast Wars fans don't think it'd be like it is. But it, but but it, it do. do. <laughs> Speaking of uh, things that do, uh, well, we, uh, we we missed last week. Uh, life stuff got in the way. I started a new job. That's right. As, as uh, anyone who's been following along with us on this uh, this auditory uh, transformative journey that we've been going through for the past uh, uh, 80, 85 episodes, making this episode 86, so too much energy on. Uh, yeah, uh, I recently, well, about a month ago, oh, over a month ago now, left my job and uh relocated to another city and well i got a job actually a job it was quite easy i (laughs) i i a job that uh if we're being honest i'm actually a little overqualified for (laughs) Mm. um but uh a, a job that is in my wheelhouse just a job posting that's with within my wheelhouse just happened to show up on indeed.ca and so i applied for it they phoned me the next day then they phoned me again missed their uh missed their call twice uh i was going to call i tried calling back uh later on in the day but the person who had phoned me my new boss uh had left for the day and i missed him by like 20 minutes so i'm like oh okay i'll call back the next day uh, and before I had a chance to do that, he called me. Yeah, off hours. Uh, no, Presumably it was during office hours. No, no, it was uh, during business hours. It was the next day. I just hadn't, I hadn't had a chance to return. Oh, his, return the next call day. Yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, I had a really good feeling about it. Uh, went in, went into the interview. Had a great interview. They uh, and they hired me on the spot. And they asked me what my wage expectation was, and I gave them a number, and they said done. Which and means, ladies and gentlemen, he should have gone higher. Which means, I should have, which means I should have gone higher. I didn't want to push it too far. Yeah. Um, this this is like, I mean, this is grocery store work. 
Hey man, Neil Neil Pets taught me how to bargain, and if you start too high, you just lose the opportunity altogether. <laughs> ah, I'll buy it at a high price. Wait, wrong game. Uh, yeah, so I I started the job uh, this past week. Uh, I've worked a full week now. I just did my I'm I'm a closing supervisor, closing grocery supervisor. So I'm basically in charge in the evening. Actually, not basically. I am in charge of the whole store. Yeah, you told me like your what was it? I can't remember the joke, but you were like, "Oh, my my third day on the job, and they're entrusting me with the entirety of closing down." <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. On my third day, they gave me a key. They gave me keys to the store. I'm like, well, that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, step I just one did... of the mission complete. Earn their trust. I just did my uh, my first uh, closing shift by myself. Uh, and when I say by myself, I mean no other supervisors there. Yeah. So it was straight up just me in charge uh, last night. And uh, yeah, mostly went pretty well. I, I'm sure I'll get some feedback when I go because I'm working uh, Wednesday to Sunday now. So I'm sure when I at the time of recording, it's Monday. Uh, so I'm sure when I go into work on Wednesday, I'm gonna probably going to get some feedback, but I don't expect anything too egregious. Everything went pretty smoothly. Nice. We were nice. just how uh, big is this place? Uh, the store, um, I I couldn't tell you square footage. It's uh, picture a small Walmart, maybe. Oh, okay. Or like a. Uh, uh, I don't know. All all the examples that are coming up in my head are like Canadian specific or like local things that uh, that are American and international right, listeners right, right. Would, would have no context for. So uh, it's a it's a decent sized grocery store. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, it's bigger than the last one that I worked at. Yeah, although, I was going to say it sounds bigger than the last one, although weirdly not. Uh, it doesn't feel as busy. It doesn't seem like it's as busy. Well, I mean, a lot of your time probably isn't being spent like tackling crackheads, <laughs> screaming at people coming into the store and starting shit. Yeah, that's that's one of the things, too, is uh, uh, actually in my interview, uh, one of the questions uh, that he asked me, he's like, uh, my new boss asked me, he's like, uh, so uh, what what are what are some uh, challenges that you faced uh, at uh, your last job? You know, typical like interview questions. And I was like, crackheads. If you if you know Victoria, we're um, uh, well. Let's just say we were we were close to uh, Crack Central. I just kind of <laughs> kind of had to stop myself there because I'm like, eh, if I get too region specific, then people might start to actually deduce where I worked. Yeah, um, which I'm sure they could they could really do if they wanted to anyway. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, had to deal with a lot of crackheads. We were kind of senior level uh staff there were kind of basically expected to be unpaid loss prevention and security mm -hmm. it was it was one of those like unwritten rules like no one would actually like say that out loud but that was very much the culture there yeah uh but that's not really much of a thing at my new job and in fact uh i i've uh, discussed that with uh them and they're like and the the culture there very much is like we, we, we don't want you to get hurt. It's just product. Wow. Yeah. It's a change of pace. It is a change of pace. And uh, the location it's in, too. Like, hardly see any junkies come in. You Like, it's actually noteworthy. Like, I, I've seen a couple so far, but it's actually noteworthy when you see one come in. It's mostly just families. Right. Because it's kind of, it's, it's, it, it's more in the, like, 
country side of town, if you know what I mean. Mm. More rural side of town. Less uh, hospitable to uh, the creatures of the night. Yeah. So to speak. Yep. So uh, so that's going well. I'm pretty pretty excited about that. It's uh, it's a it's a nice change of pace, and I've uh, pe- people there have been asking me. They're like, uh, oh, so uh, like uh, you know, like uh, we we think you're gonna do really well. Like, so how are you liking it so far? And I sometimes I get kind of a weird look from people when I say this. So I I should start actually prefacing, but with like I don't mean this in a bad way at all. But things here compared to my last job are very straightforward. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, no, th- th- they are. It's a very like. It's less chaotic. It's just routine doing the same things every night. Nice. Yeah, that's uh... less things to do, not having to fight crackheads. I, I'm not like doing ordering or anything like that. So not having to like submit orders to like a million different vendors and like worry about cutoff times and trying to balance that with actually like working stock out and, you know, doing other like duties that are assigned to me and also like receiving duties like pallets of frozen stock coming in at random that I have to deal with and they're none of that. It's just basically uh keep keep the ads filled and face the store yeah it's very very engage uh, in fistica fisticuffs with the riffraff only at your own peril (laughs) (laughs) rather than some weird like obligation yeah yeah the uh and every uh so far like everyone i've met seems really nice like the staff are really friendly i've already been last night especially because it was my first night uh uh being the like actually being like the closing supervisor i kind of made a point of like walking around and talking and like trying to get to know some of the like staff like supervisors and other departments and whatnot okay yeah that's good there's so many uh people in that position that kind of they don't want to talk to people they just want their position they want you to listen to them and 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 admittedly i can be guilty of that myself yeah so which is why one of the reasons why yesterday I was like trying to make a point of like actually like going and being like introducing myself and like talking to people, getting to know them, like talking to them about me. I made a point of like going out on to the, the sales floor and like facing with the grocery guys and just like engaging in conversation with them. Yeah, exactly. Trying to be a little more human and treat everyone like people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, the things we got to do to blend in. <laughs> well, not all of us have uh, have alternate forms. If you know what I, I mean. know, we can't no. all transform and roll out. And uh, on that note, this is episode eighty six of Too Much Energon, where this week we are talking about Transformers: War for Cybertron Siege. Like me, chapter four. They chapter don't have four. I'm sure I've mentioned it in previous weeks, but uh, they they don't have episode names. They just have they're just called chapters one to six. One, two, three, four, five, six. And it's only six. It is. Yes. See, it's three. It's a trilogy of six part shows like it's all the same show. They feel longer. (laughs) Like for some reason, in hindsight, because I've actually watched the War for Cybertron, it feels longer except for part three kingdom yeah. oh, that yeah. feels like it's not long enough <laughs> oh yeah yeah kingdom is very like the uh, pacing is 
pacing's all over the place. It's very, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, but we'll, we'll get into that later. Oh, we will. I, I find it really strange that Netflix breaks these up into three different shows. Cause it's like, guys, it's all the same show. Like these are just different. Th this is just three seasons of the same show. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, actually a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. I don't know why they do it that. It just makes it more complicated. Yeah. Cause it'll and be indeed, like, when you search for it, they pop up as different shows on Netflix. And like when I fired up Netflix earlier to watch this episode, uh, it was like, uh, recommend it at, at the very top. I'm like, okay. Uh, where it's like, continue watching. It didn't list uh, it, like what the first thing in the list wasn't war for Cybertron siege. It was war for Cybertron Earthrise, And I'm like, weird. Yes. Yes, I have watched that before, so technically I could continue watching it. But I watched that a year and a half ago. Meanwhile, I watched the last episode of Siege like two weeks ago. Maybe maybe we should uh, focus on putting that one first. Maybe? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point there. It's it could because it considers them two different shows. Netflix algorithm will pop things up that you didn't finish like if you had restarted and gotten to a certain episode it'll go oh how do we like hook people for another month how do we keep them watching how do we get people to use all their bandwidth on netflix and uh use all keep, use, keep them interested use all the bandwidth on the the netflix and the chilling the netflix and the chilling uh you know it's great to have on in the background instead of smooth jazz war for cybertron Earthrise. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, and uh yeah it, it it'll just take things that you haven't watched in like a oh, year call, or two. call me optimist call me optimist baby <laughs> and she's not like, prime what? primal <laughs> no 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 gary I... <laughs> <laughs> and she's like why did you just call me rc who is rc don't worry about it <laughs> no yeah don't worry about it i uh, or i Chromia, if you're into that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm more of a Chromia kind of guy, I gotta say. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah. Yep. Uh so episode opens up with uh uh Megatron and the Seekers, uh including Jetfire, whose uh uh betrayal has not been discovered from last episode has not been discovered yet. Mm -hmm. Uh but they're they they have uh, Ultra Magnus in shackles and they're they're taking him up to uh uh, to a place that they the old believe, war memorial, the old war memorial that they believe. Oh, it's the the Alpha Trion memorial. That's it, uh, right? Um, where they believe that the the Autobots are hiding, and Megatron even is like, ah, of course, Prime would choose the Alpha Trion memorial to uh, to uh, build his secret Autobot base, and so they uh, Ultra Mag Megatron and Ultra Magnus are kind of shit talking each other during this as they like ascend these steps and yeah even megatron's like how does it feel to betray your own kind and kill them all and the door opens and there's nothing there and he turns around and he's like feels pretty good fucker. <laughs> uh like what a the shit that fucking grin on his face i know right um <laughs> uh, because uh, it's right after Megatron's like, how does it feel to be a traitor? Idiot. I don't respect you. Feels yeah. pretty good. 
<laughs> yeah, he's got this like fucking smirk on his face. I love it. I, I, I'm considering making. I was considering making that the the artwork for this episode, but actually, what I'm gonna go with though is something that's coming up very soon. Oh. And we'll get there in a second. So the so Megatron uh, charges up his cannon and is like, because of that shit, <laughs> because of that shit eating grin on your face, today you die. Blows a fucking hole in him. And yeah, uh, point blank, just and he's it, he's dead. He's like, he's dead like like that. And uh, his eyes start glowing, and uh, all of a sudden we get a, uh, a a glittery light show emerge from his body. Yeah, and, and Jetfire uh, is like right there, right? And he's like, what yeah, the he, fuck? He, yeah. His reaction to when Megatron just straight up uh, kills Ultra Magnus is like, uh. Uh, <laughs> and as we've known by now that he's kind of on the side of like, maybe we shouldn't just be murdering them. Like there needs to be some, uh, what's it called? Um, like rules of warfare. Yeah. Yeah. We need to have like certain, there needs to be like certain, uh, ethical treatment of, uh, prisoners, you know, like, uh, but we, no. We, He's also anti-genocide, so uh, as we've seen in the previous episode when he uh, fucked up um, uh, Skywarp. Sky Warp. Well, and indeed, dead. Yeah, he's dead. Apparently, I don't. Uh, cause, so uh, I thought Star, that was yeah, Starscream. <laughs> Starscream uh, and a couple of other seekers show up, and he's like, "Megatron, that jet, that Jetfire guy is an asshole." Or actually, no, he just like opens fire. Opens yeah, he fire. just opens fire on him. Uh, and it hits him in the shoulder or something. Yeah, it it hits him. It just causes a bit of damage. And Megatron immediately like raises his cannon and is like, Starscream, I should execute you where you stand. And uh, Starscream is like, Megatron, I always said that Jetfire guy was a real asshole. And guess what? He killed Skywarp. And so here I'm like, did he? Because I remember, yeah, I was like, didn't Skywarp fly all the way home? <laughs> he flew all the way home and told Starscream about it. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Did he die some... in Sc- Starscream's arm? <laughs> in a like loving embrace. Sleep, my friend. The war is over for you. <laughs> Ooh, he had ten Decepticons <laughs> on him. <laughs> Dibs. Uh, <laughs> uh, and like uh, a fucking D and D character, he just immediately starts looting the body. <laughs> uh actually it's funny you bring up Deceptibucks because there's actually a scene later on where uh where we see Bumblebee getting paid with some coins and I'm like, hey, Decepticoins. There there we are. Yeah. Decepticoins. Um, uh so uh yeah, so uh, uh Starscream like shoots at him and uh tells Megatron that uh he's actually a traitor, and Megatron turns to Jetfire and is like, Jetfire, is this true? And Jetfire is like maybe <laughs> I like that he just straight up admits it and he's like basically like yeah this isn't what I signed up for this is not what we originally stood for like the I think the uh the the Megatron that you were when I joined the cause would have never ne- would never do the things that you're doing yep and, and I indeed speaking a shot I think yeah he takes yeah he one it, of them take, over takes a shot and like 
uh, yes, uh, Jetfire starts shooting. Well, uh, speaking of uh, things Megatron does, I forgot to mention, uh, or maybe he does it. I don't know. Anyway, he tells the uh, the seek. Right, it's after. So Jetfire fucks off. A couple of the seekers. Yeah, he does that big smoke show. He goes all out and just busts his fucking nut. Yeah, yeah. The these like um this like uh like missiles like shoot out of his back. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Everyone, yeah. He just carpet bombs the area and he's like fuck all y'all i'm out of here and yeah. pieces out and, and i was uh, like oh shit that's and, cool uh, megatron uh uh Me- Me- megatron tells the the seeker a cu- couple of the seekers like go after uh jetfire and uh, megatron tells like the the other decepticons that were there to uh take magnus's body to shockwave because i want answers yeah, he's already dead. Fuck off. Well, and indeed, Stop. like I, <laughs> he's already dead. <laughs> well, and indeed, uh, I, I've said uh, in recent episodes of the podcast, like this shockwave is this show's tarantulas, and uh, we'll, we'll 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 get to that uh, eventually. Uh, so, uh, so th- what happens? We get some bumblebee action. Yeah, we we get some bumblebee action. Uh, he he's getting paid in uh, Decepticoins. Yeah, there we go. We have it, folks. He did it for a few Decepticoins. Yeah. And so he's like, uh, and and what is he, he going kind of... to buy with it? He lives in rubble. <laughs> like groceries? Like what? What do they need other than Energon? And he's I an Energon scavenger. And fuel and... I, my headcanon here is that he is saving up to uh, to get off Cybertron. But like he's... maybe pay some neutral party to get him the fuck out of there. Yeah, that that that's what I'm going with. That's a good headcanon. That yeah, that makes his character more palatable. Because yeah. I find his motivations just nonsensical. Uh, quite dubious, yeah. But with that kind of like headcanon in mind, you're like, oh, okay, well, he just wants to survive. Yeah. Because he, he wants no part of the war, right? And he kind of sees like the whole thing as a lost cause. So he's just He's scrounging up Energon and selling it to save up enough Deceptibucks to buy his way off of Cybertron. Uh, but he, uh, and you know, the the show literally could have could have explained that with like one line of dialogue. Whenever (laughs) one thing I've noticed from doing all of these uh, episodes with you, be it Too Much Energon or Laser Comb podcast or Alphanumeric or anything, is sometimes just a single line of dialogue can fix an entire like seasonal plot plot hole <laughs> uh there That's there's it. a there's a uh uh movie that came out in 2005 or 2006 starring uh aaron eckhart it was like kind of his breakout role called uh thank you for smoking yeah was that yeah di- it was directed by uh jason reitman too the uh son of uh, ghostbusters director ivan reitman but there's a line there's a there's a scene where um He's uh, where Aaron Eckhart's character, he he plays like a uh, tobacco lobbyist. He works for a tobacco company. Yeah. And he's talking to a movie producer who I think was played by Rob Lowe. And Rob Lowe is like, oh, we want to we want to make uh, cigarettes sexy uh, uh, again. So we're going to we're going to put them in our movie. It's a sci fi movie on a space station. People like and he he just like describes the scene of like people getting it on in a space station and then lighting up a cigarette afterward. And Aaron Eckhart's like. But hold on, wouldn't uh, wouldn't lighting a cigarette in an all oxygen environment cause an explosion? And Rob Lowe is like, huh, 
It's a good point. But easy fix, you know, one line of dialogue. Thank God, you know, we invented that. Whatever. <laughs> that line has always stuck with me. Oh, after all these years. One line of dialogue to explain something. Yeah. They knew it in that movie. Yeah. Come on. Get get with the program. So there could have uh, been like literally one line of dialogue in this show at some any explaining point. his motivation. Yeah, explaining something along the lines of like, yeah, I'm just doing this because I want off of this like dying planet. Yeah, and that would explain why he needs money. And there are third parties like who he's selling the energon to there is kind of like a separate little independent faction. Yeah. So there are other transformers around besides Autobots and uh Decepticons, or at least ones taking part of the war. Uh, right. but yeah, it just kind of makes it him seem greedy. But then even that's not enough because it's mm. like greedy for what? Like, what are you going to, are you saving for a home in the rubble? Like, a, what are you, what's your end goal there? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's a good head cannon. I, I like that. Uh, so speaking of cannons, not really, but it was the best se- segue I could come up with. Uh, the, the uh, glittery light show that uh, uh, Ultra Magnus's corpse jizzed out comes flying through the air and uh, goes right into Bumblebee. And uh, Bumblebee's eyes turn green. And, uh, well, he, he, he's seeing the Matrix code now. Infinite power! He's, uh, yeah, he, he, he's unlocked the, the, the Matrix code. He's seen it everywhere. And uh, uh, Morpheus is like, he is the one. <laughs> he is beginning <laughs> to believe. <laughs> uh, and indeed uh well as we find out later these this is the uh alpha trion protocols well and indeed uh uh, uh bumblebee is like kind of freaking out he's like all this data like uh, uh, alpha trion and then he Ooh, like kind of fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. the fuck is alpha trion i gotta find prime so he fucks off and um we cut to uh, where do we go from here? Jetfire is being uh, uh, pursued in the sky. I watched this a few hours ago, people. and was... um... He's being pursued by um, Soundwave's buddy, um, the little pterodactyl, the little bird one. Oh, Laserbeak. Laserbeak. And he said Laserbeak. Um, oh, yeah, because Soundwave. Mission... There, yeah. there's, a, there's a quick scene where uh, Soundwave sends Laserbeak off to like find Jetfire. A Jetfire jet, track anomaly. That's what he's doing. He's tracking the anomaly. Sorry, right. So that the, energy wave. The, the seekers are at at some point pursuing Jetfire because there's yeah. actually a pretty cool uh, dogfight sequence. Oh yeah, it's like right out of like Star Fox. Yeah, totally. <laughs> he held down and pressed uh, pressed boost, and uh, <laughs> he did a um, uh, a barrel did a, roll. Did a barrel roll. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he literally does a barrel roll, and I'm like, does that work when the person behind you is so far behind you they can just break <laughs> and change course? But it worked. He The fight scene's cool. He's yeah. got, like, a little uh, light blade, right, Yeah, of his own. He fucks people up. It proves that Jetfire can actually... Well, he, he is a commander class figure. That's why he's uh, so Yeah, he's, he's actually taller than Megatron. Yeah. Yeah, Megatron yeah. is only, weirdly enough, is only a Voyager class figure. 
He's not even a leader class. Yeah, I was going to say. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, who's uh, on the show? Who's taller than him? I know Soundwave is as big as him. Magnus was taller, but now that Magnus is gone, it's just our boy. Uh, I think right now Magnus is the only leader class toy in the show. Yeah. Because, uh, like, Megatron, Optimus, Soundwave, Shockwave, uh, Elita One. They're they're all uh, uh, they're all uh, Voyager class figures, and uh, most of the other um, most of the other characters in the show are all deluxe class figures. But uh, Jetfire is a commander class, which is again why and the like we've talked about before. Like they literally just scanned the toys into the show, so that's why uh, that that's why Jetfire like towers over everyone. And that's cool because then there's wait yeah, there's you have them lined up on your shelf. They they scale to the show too. Yeah, they scale properly. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's cool. I like it too. Um, there's a lot of uh, in this particular episode uh, with the previous ones. Um, there's a lot of, and my, my one gripe with the episode is there's a lot of um, Autobot bickering that kind of doesn't matter. So right. excuse us, listeners, when we go blah blah blah, um, Alita and <laughs> uh, yeah, Optimus there's a- bicker a bunch. There's a scene back at Autobot Base where uh, where uh, Optimus is, uh, Elita One is talking to Optimus Prime, and she's like, "Hey, listen, Optimus, uh, I, I I know that you believe that you're doing the right thing, but like we don't even know what what it's going to do to the planet if we take remove the AllSpark from it." And again, I I know I've mentioned said this before, but again, I'm like. You're putting this plan into motion and you still have no fucking idea where the thing is. <laughs> also, even though you could cast her as the curmudgeon of the show, um, she's right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think War for Cybertron Siege and Earthrise is, could be like subtitled like Alita One was right again. Like I, if... If she had been listened to, we wouldn't have all of Earthrise. <laughs> yeah, and indeed, she's like, yeah, I, I, I know you think you're doing the right thing, but, you know, we don't know what this is going to do to the planet. And I just ask you to please, please, before you make any rash decisions, please just hear my concerns. And Optimus is basically like, shut up, woman. Anyway, Wheeljack, how is, uh, how is, uh, fueling up the arc coming he's like terrible we don't have enough energy on oh my god and he's like make it happen and it's like i uh, okay. uh, optimus optimus doesn't actually say shut up woman but that's basically what he does he completely just did she says this to him very and very pa- it, it, with passion in her voice like and optimus just straight your up concerns dis- are noted carry your on con- your concerns <laughs> are noted and now we are going to continue on exactly as we were before, as if you said nothing. Your <laughs> input is valid. <laughs> I hear you. I respect you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but yeah. no, but but no, but no. Um, uh, so, so that's that. Yeah, and Wheeljack is like, uh, there, there's a, a, a bit where, um, where Ratchet is says something akin to like, I don't. Uh, 
I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this space bridge to work. And Optimus is like, but, but it, it's really important because Megatron and Ratchet's like, yes, yes, okay. I heard the spiel already. I'll fix it for you. Shut up now. <laughs> There's that trope. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever liked it. Like, ever? Where someone's like, oh, geez, like, this isn't possible. I, you know, like, I need advanced equipment and that I don't have access to and resources and all of this. And the leader's like, just make it happen. And that's enough? Oh, <laughs> just do it. Oh, okay. Like, we don't have enough Energon to power the arc and keep, like, the the uh, the cloaking device, like, active. Like, not, not even close. Find a way. Just oh. do it anyway. <laughs> Thanks for the inspiration, leader. I, <laughs> that's such a trope. And mm-hmm. then off screen, it magically happens. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so um, Compactor and uh, the gang all... Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. At Ratchet's, yeah, all of Ratchet's uh, uh, buddies there. Yeah, yeah. I think like Chromia is going on out there. Mirage. Uh, there, there's a team going towards the uh, the Sky Bridge. Yeah, yeah. Heading towards the Sky Bridge. Uh, because uh, what happens? I think it's Prime goes to talk to the 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 big boys in this one, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Prime Prime uh, uh, drives off while they're doing this. Prime drives off to um, uh, to like the Great Hall or something. I can't remember what they call it. Uh, to speak to the Guardians, they call them, uh, which the the Guardians are just three Titan class Omega Supreme figures, s- silhouetted, uh, standing in fog. <laughs> they're just like big boys who hang out in the fog and don't do shit. Yeah. And at the re- reveal that these people existed and they're there to protect Cybertron, not engage in like faction squabbles, um, maybe get off your high horse. Well, they they he he explains what's going on. Prime explains what's going on to them, and they're and uh, one of the Omega Supremes is like <laughs> the Omega Supremes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a like a disco group, right? Oh. <laughs> uh... Yeah, but he's like Megatron seeks the AllSpark, and you know I, I'm only I'm only looking for it because he's bad. Yeah, and and I, I don't want to, but I mean I I if I I have to find it before he does. And one of the Omega Supremes is like, now Prime, we told you we're not getting involved. You and your brother figure this out together. You guys and go remember, say you guys go tell each other that you're sorry and that you're going to play nice next time. That's that's kind of what that's kind of what the, the gist of the scene is, and Prime is like, "Well, fuck you, Dad. Fuck you, Dad. You're not my real dad anyway." And he transforms and peels rubber and. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, he goes back to the uh, Autobot base, and uh, and he's I like, think- "Stupid guardians." Don't yeah. help us. Uh, yeah, he tells Elita that the the guardians he, that the guardians heard his uh, heard his concerns, but they're not going to get involved. And Elita is like, "Yeah, and how does it feel, asshole?" <laughs> and he's like, she, huh? she... "I don't follow." <laughs> and she's like, "When people at a higher position than you are 
don't take you seriously when what you're talking about is really important. He's like, huh? No, yeah, I don't know how it feels. Have no yeah. idea what you're talking no. about. Anyways, how's that other about shit coming along? <laughs> that doesn't happen, but it really should have because they basically just did to him what he's been doing to her throughout this entire show so far. He's almost comically dumb in the levels he doesn't listen to his his fellow Autobots. Remember, it took like a whole freaking episode for him to listen to Wheeljack right. about the Sky Bridge. He's like, not now, later. And he's like, Okay, prime like 10 seconds. There's a sky bridge. Just, 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 but there's a sky bridge, and we can no 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 later. And it's like, shut up. <laughs> like Megatron's the bad guy through malice and impatience, but like Prime is kind of the bad guy due to ego. Like it's kind yeah. of just watching two bad guys mistreat their own people in different ways. It's like it's like watching a uh, uh, like two. It's like watching like two not very good dudes go about things, but one of the not very good dudes is just slightly worse than the other. And the slightly worse, it's like okay, one is. I mean, one we, is a murderer, we, but then the other say. wants to just wants to roll the dice and see if taking the soul out of a planet away will kill it. So it's like, uh, you want to stop and they, they address this later, like later on in Earthrise, but it's like, you want to stop someone from committing genocide by committing genocide better. <laughs> that, that's some wacky, like levels of narcissism. Yeah. And indeed, like it, it kind of does. It translates it, like that much it, as we're well, coming well, up it, to the close. Well, and indeed, uh, uh, to j jump way ahead into like yeah. toward the end of Kingdom, like it, the the this war leads them, like leads Prime to become Nemesis Prime. So, like Prime, this eventually Prime does break bad, continuing on with this path. Oh, uh, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Alternate, yeah, yeah. So, on when you're watching it, like. Uh, Initially, like it kind of just seems like really like bizarre or like bad character writing, but they are actually like building. But then in hindsight, something. you're like, no, they're kind of like the yin yang. But instead of good and evil, it's just, you know, it's like, um, you know, um, light and dark chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, and it's kind of cool, too, because like ultimately like prime, like become makes the choice to become evil mm -hmm. well not this show doesn't the, really this show doesn't the really reverse, yeah the the show doesn't really like uh uh doesn't really do like good and evil per se but like prime through his actions like gradually becomes the bad guy in like a, a potential future and megatron uh, like through choice but megatron ends up becoming galvatron kind of against his will and ends up becoming a tool of Unicron. Which, so it's like, so it's because like, so, of how much he hates that, but it's he's like, he's accidentally it's, an ally. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's just interesting to me because like the, the, like the, the quote unquote good guy leader ends up, uh, gradually becoming the bad guy, uh, through choice and through his own actions. Whereas the bad guy of the show 
ends up having his agency taken away from him. I don't know. It's just a it's 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 an interesting uh, uh, duality to me. It is. Yeah. And the, it gets heavy and ph- philosophical after uh, Siege, as we'll we'll dive into eventually. And perhaps I'm just thinking too much, looking, reading too no, much. I don't, into I don't it, think but... you are, man. Those are heavy in philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Like when, when we get there, it's, if anything, you're not thinking <laughs> of it enough. It's, uh, it's deep stuff. Yeah. It goes beyond just like some robots fighting each other. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the things that I find really compelling about this show. I uh, I actually said, and we'll get back into uh, covering the episode proper in just a minute here, but I, I actually said, uh, I think I, I may have said it to you, but I know I, I've definitely said it to a few friends, that um, uh, I, I wish this was the movies. I wish the Transformers movies were like this. They lose, and- yeah, if the whole thing was CG and it wasn't on Earth, that could be kind of cool. Uh, you had mentioned one of the movies um, opens with like a minute or two showing Cybertron. Uh, Bumblebee, the the yeah, hands down the best uh, live action Transformers movie and the only one so far not directed by Michael Bay. And it gives you a taste of like what that could be and what it could look like. And then you don't see it again. Yeah, the first three minutes of the movie uh, are set on Cybertron and the Autobots and Decepticons are fighting. And they're very much like movie versions of the characters, but they're movie versions of the G1 character designs, not the like mess of machinery that the Michael Bay movies are. And I'm like, holy shit, like, can we just have a Transformers movie that is all like the first three minutes of Bumblebee? Like, please? (laughs) Please? (laughs) please no no another one Uh, this one with dinosaurs okay sure all right yeah fine whatever at least we're getting rise of the beasts though and uh uh some a a few toys of uh our boy gary primal the movie version of gary primal which i guess when we eventually cover that movie because we're gonna have to uh Mm -hmm. i guess we're gonna have to call him ronnie primal Step aside, Gary. There's a new <laughs> Ronnie in town. Except that he's also voiced. Well, he's voiced by Ron Perlman, so yeah, that's why but, I was. But Ron Perlman is voiced. Um. Oh yeah, Primal yeah, yeah. He voiced in Primal in um, uh, pow- the Power of the Primes cartoon, which that's I, it. I think we should probably cover that on this podcast at some point. I was reading yeah, up about it in some it. way. Yeah, I, I was reading up about it, and it actually does sound kind of interesting. And the episodes are short too; they're only like eight minutes long. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah, it's like a web series, so we could like cover an entire. I, I think, I, much like this, I think it's like a trilogy of like three, like three seasons, and like all, but all the episodes are only like eight, eight or nine minutes long. So, oh, so we could chunk it. We could just do like an entire, like each season as one episode of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. There, there we, we go. go, listeners. We're we're figuring out plans for the future. Yeah, um, but somebody's future was ruined uh, because he's getting trippy visions. He's seeing through the matrix. Yeah, our, yeah. Our yellow buddy. Yeah. Uh, so Bumblebee uh, goes to the goes to the Ark and meets with uh, Prime and like Hound and like um, I think Prowl are like trying to restrain him, and he's like, "I've got to talk to Prime." And Prime is like, all right, let him in. Bumblebee, what do you want? And Bumblebee's like, uh, 
You got to okay. get rid of this duck. Who, who, I'm who seeing shit. He's like, he's like, listen, Prime, who the fuck is Alpha Trion? Oh, and uh, actually, before this, there was a scene where um, Optimus is like, by the Matrix, no. And Elita One is like, what's wrong? And he's like, the Alpha Trion protocols have been activated. And that could only mean that one could, thing. That could only mean that Ultra Magnus is dead. And everyone like sobs. Yeah, and, and then everybody pours pours out their Patron. Pour, <laughs> pours one out for their dead homie. Um, but yeah, so so in this scene, uh, uh, Prime immediately like clues in and he's like, uh, you, the Alpha Trion protocols chose you. He's like, well, uh, I don't care about your war. And he's like, well, that's he's like, point. yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, take take it out of me. I don't want it. And Prime's like, uh, dude, doesn't, doesn't work, work that, like that. Doesn't work that way, bud. You're you're kind of stuck with this. And yeah, you've sudden, received this exaltation, and it leaves you when you die. Uh, and uh, uh, suddenly, Bumblebee goes on a acid trip. Yeah, he, t- he takes a brain dance. <laughs> brain. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good. It kind He's of like, is, go, really. go talk to, uh, you'll have to ask him yourself. Yeah. Just so he, like meditate, so he, meditate, get some sunshine and drink water and you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. You know how many doctors I've had tell me to like do that sort of thing. And then I'm like, no, I know something's actually wrong with me. So I go and get a second opinion and they're like, wow, you have this illness that could have like really been serious if you had left it untreated. And I'm like, but have you tried touching grass? <laughs> it's happened a few times anyway uh so bumblebee goes on this big like acid trip and he meets alpha trion and uh well like a like a neon like uh uh you know outru- that scene like an outcry three like an outcry when... version of uh of alpha trion you know that scene in those scenes in far cry three when the main character like goes into his murder trance and everything's all trippy and he's like mass murdering for like the boss fights it's like that without the murder it's the brain dance it's the alpha trion and indeed i only remember the final boss of that game i remember her being hot a far cry 3 yeah i only remember um the the boss with like the mohawk and like the red tank top I, i remember some boss fight where it was this uh like scantily clad chick with like dreads or something weird that i wouldn't remember that right <laughs> uh I'll, I'll i'll do some legitimate journalism off air and uh figure out who i'm thinking of yeah. but i you i know saying... i i know it's a thing because i took screenshots of her and my my windows desktop for like the past decade now has been my uh, my screenshots folder, which actually uh, I I also have linked to my my Xbox. So when I take screenshots on my Xbox, they go into that sc- same screenshots folder. So I get screenshot. It's a psych. It's a um, slideshow of screenshots from like games on Steam and games on my Xbox over oh, the past cool. decade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Makes it easy to uh, filter through them on your computer and delete the ones that aren't aren't quite right or accidentally grabbed the HUD. Something like that. I just leave them all in. Um, but yeah, you were saying. But, but yeah, um, I took, I, like I, he's out. I, he's playing Outrun. But yeah, anyway, I took uh, screenshots of the, this boss. So you know it's real, damn it. So I, so I know it's real. Yeah. So um, Bumblebee sees an Outrun uh, neon like version of uh, uh, of Alpha Trion, 
And Alpha Trion's like, Alpha Trion, I'm not the real Alpha Trion, bro. He dead. Deal he with it. He died a long time he's ago. He's like, but then who are you? And he's like, <laughs> whoa, that's that's a good question. <laughs> and he's like, only you, <laughs> only you know the answer to that. And he's like, no, I don't. That's why I asked you. And he's like, exactly. Farewell. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually a lot more informative. It, it is. It's actually like quite informative. <laughs> that, that's the trope that I was hoping it didn't do, and it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's that's... such a trope where it's like you already know the answer, my child. <laughs> Beast machines. <laughs> <laughs> you must look from within to see the world without. You must like plant the seeds of the future in the past. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> The Oracle just told me I got to like jizz in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't make the rules. <laughs> Let's oh. do this. Uh, sorry, folks. That's a little uh, remnant of our. Get, get out the KY. <laughs> got some right here, Gary. Get out the, uh, get out the, the, uh, that, that, uh, that joint oil. I know we need it for maintenance, but uh, I've got some vision questing. <laughs> so yeah, there's um, there's like Greek busts and like neon palm trees, and yeah, so, uh, Alpha Trion gives gives him the D low. So what Alpha? The gist of what Alpha Trion tells him is that uh, long ago, when the the big when Megatron's uprising happened. Um, Optimus and Ultra Magnus decided that no single uh, Transformer should be in possession of both the Matrix of Leadership and the Alpha Trion protocols. So Prime and uh, uh, Bumblebee is like, wow, they they chose to split the power? And Alpha Trion's like, right? They're the good guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Optimus uh, has the power... Ha it has power from the Matrix, and Ultra Magnus has wisdom from the Alpha Trion protocol. Uh, the wisdom of all uh, Autobot history from the Alpha Trion protocols. And uh, Bumblebee is like, but but why me? I don't want any part of any of this. And Alpha Trion's like, exactly. And <laughs> and Bumblebee's like, wow, I get it. But uh, but but what do you need me for? And Alpha Trion is like, Optimus Prime likes and trusts you. And Optimus Prime may be powerful, but he he needs guidance. And he's, uh, he's going to achieve great victories. And he's also going to uh, suffer massive losses. So he's going to need you at his side. And Bumblebee's Good like... Good luck, little buddy. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it is informative and it's kind of enlightening for him, it seems. It, it is. Like he he completely as soon as he like comes out of his acid trip, he like completely flips. He's like he's like, All right, cool. I, I'm with you one hundred percent. He's Optimus. like I, I want peace. I get it now. Um just hoping for peace and like scavenging energon isn't gonna isn't gonna do shit. Whereas if I can actually help make peace, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and so Bumblebee says, I, I, I met Alpha Trion, sort of, and Optimus is like, I'm really, really envious of that because, you know, I, 
I really, we, we all really miss him. And Bumblebee tells him, he's like, Alpha Trion thinks very highly of you in ways that I can't really put into words. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, Prime is like, I, I'm grateful for that. And I actually thought that was a really sweet moment. That is. Like, that's, yeah. that's got to be a good thing for Prime to hear. And uh, uh, what breaks up their little uh, powwow is um, a damaged but still functioning uh, big boy coming for a crash landing. Real, okay, so real quick, uh, I just remembered. The thing that I, I forgot to mention, the thing that I'm going to make the show art is, uh, this cracked me up, is earlier, it, I just remembered when you brought up, uh, when you're alluding to Jetfire showing up. Yeah. When uh, uh, when Megatron is, after Jetfire uh, admits, just straight up admits that he, uh, he uh, apparently killed Skywarp. Um, yeah. Megatron is like, execute him and gives a big ass thumbs down. <laughs> like he's like a this freaking uh like Roman Caesar, like giving a like a gladiator. Like what like uh what's his name? Joaquin Phoenix from Gladiator. <laughs> just the thumbs down. But anyway, yeah, I when he just does the thumbs down, like it, it cracks me up. So it's that's a good what the action gif. I wonder if we can that must exist somewhere, right? Just him giving the thumbs down. <laughs> so I'm going to make that the episode art. Anyway, yeah. so Jetfire, they're interrupted when uh, Jetfire comes uh, bombing in. Uh, when Lots when of he... dramatic smoke, and then he like kind of crawls through it, and he's all like, I come in peace. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. <laughs> yeah, that's his entrance music. Uh, <laughs> Hulk Hogan shows up. We're 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 making fun of the the episode, but it's kind of hype with the music and the lighting because it's a sunset and the smoke, and he just kind of like shambles forward, and he's like, "My name is Jetfire. I I don't come to to fight. I've come to join you." Yeah, and uh, that that was pretty I, hype. It was pretty hype, and I think that's the end of the episode. So yeah. we're we're making a lot of jokes, but um, well, well, we'll get to that in a second. Here yeah. on Too Much Energon, we rate episodes on the Too Much Energon scale, which it ranges from not enough Energon to a sufficient amount of Energon to too much Energon. It's basically bad, okay, good. Uh, Cal, what do you what do you rate in this episode? War for Cybertron, Siege, Chapter. Uh, you know what? Like so much happened. Um, it's a very dense episode. It's a very dense episode. And it's like this, this is what every episode of, uh, Earthrise and kingdom like should have been, <laughs> should have been like, I actually really liked Earthrise, but, and no, no, Earthrise is really good for me. Um, and the pacing's good in that too. But as far as like, um, story progression and pacing and emotions and everything like this is, at the very top for me. So this is too much energon. Yeah, I'm going to echo that. I think this might actually be the best episode of the, the show thus far. Um, yeah, thus far, definitely. Uh, the fact that Megatron straight up uh, kills Ultra Magnus shows that uh, this series has stakes, which I it really like. Stakes and the two potatoes. leaders, Megatron, <laughs> stakes and potatoes. Um, <laughs> the two leaders are starting to become more desperate. And oh, sorry, I heard robot sounds for a second. Yeah, I heard some feedback too. Oh, we both did. 
Sorry yeah. if that was on <laughs> my end. Um, it's just sound wave hacking into our se- signal. And um, yeah, sorry about that, listeners. Yeah, and uh, I've never heard that before. <laughs> no, neither have I. And it, it it's showing that they're both compromising in order to one up each other. Right. Oh, Megatron's looking for the AllSpark. Oh, we'll find it first. Oh, we're only looking for it because you are. No, we're looking for it for you because you are. And they, they're starting to make sacrifices on like who they are and what they're willing to like fight for. And we see that exaggerated in the, the episodes coming up. Holy moly. But we get a taste of that with, per- with Megatron. There. Perhaps too much sacrifice too much yeah i I really like the fact that jetfire just straight up is like uh yeah fuck you oh right to the like because they're like it's almost like megatron wasn't expecting it and he wanted an excuse to kill um kill starscream to kill starscream and he's like jetfire is this true and he's like yes there was a scene There was a scene that we missed where, um, uh, and this is kind of important, where uh, Megatron uh, uh, tells Starscream, he's like, despite your ambitions, you're uh, one hell of a warrior, so I'm putting you in charge of the Seekers. And Excellent! Good! And then he gives a Starscream speech, which actually isn't shitty. <laughs> yeah, he actually gives a pretty uh, rousing speech, rallying up the troops, but, but yeah, rallying anyway. Rallying up so- the Seekers, yeah. But yeah, so uh, uh, it's a big old too much energon from me. Yeah, from yeah. both of us. There you go. Our favorite episode of uh, War for Cybertron so far. And uh, with that being said, that was episode 86 of Too Much Energon. Uh, best way to support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, where starting at the $5 and up tier, you get uh, hours upon hours of bonus preamble audio of us uh, kind of shooting the shit before we get into recording the shows proper. It's kind of a peek behind the curtain a little bit. Uh, peek uh, behind I, the curtain, realize how organized we truly are. How organized <laughs> we, we truly are. And in fact, I, uh, I I make a point of not really editing them very much, just to uh, just to kind of give you uh, give you an idea of what it's what things are like behind uh, behind the scenes. You know. Yeah. Uh, you also get a monthly ish commentary track. Uh, we've actually been on pretty on schedule with those lately yeah. for the past couple of months. We did uh, we just Highla- did we did Highlander two months ago. Uh, uh, Fairly recently, we did uh, Mortal Kombat, and uh, soon What's the we're going to be Christopher Lambert movie. Well, we're we're doing <laughs> well. Uh, soon coming up is the uh, the uh, what is it the 40th anniversary of John Carpenter's The Thing. So I think I think I want to do that one next. I think the anniversary is actually next week, so we should probably do that soon. Uh, Anybody that is aware of any amount of uh, us talking about movies that's come up like a dozen times that's one of our favorite movies <laughs> yeah and indeed it's a it's a it's not even a cult classic anymore it's just a movie that like most people like at this point i think oh yeah definitely. Uh, uh at the but yeah that's the and you also get a couple other things at the five dollar tier uh ten dollar tier you get our weekly ish uh, news and current events program laser comb tonight and uh you also get to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on one of our other podcasts, the Lasercomb podcast. So if you want to get in on that, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. 
Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash lasercomb. Uh, I haven't been posting on there lately. I really, really got to get back into the habit of it. But uh, it's Facebook. <laughs> it's That's the thing is I'm not really using Facebook much anymore. So I just it doesn't really occur to me. It can be more personal, right? Because everyone's name is up there and their profile and everything like that. But like, it's also Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I was actually came really close a few weeks ago uh, for like the third time of like actually like setting my account to delete. I don't like. Okay, so you know when you go to uh, permanently delete your account, it's like okay, your account will be deleted in thirty days. But if you want to sign back in, then we'll we'll undo the whole process. I can see why that can be beneficial, but for me. I just want to hit the I just want to hit the nuclear launch button and just <laughs> and watch it all burn down. I don't like I just want to be able to like wipe Facebook and just never be able to so go So what back. you're saying is for much to your um much to your dismay that 30 days thing actually works because you inevitably don't it Delete does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And I don't like it. So uh, Facebook, <laughs> knock it off. Knock it off. Facebook, you're bothering me. I've changed my birthday uh, as a joke like so many times now. It doesn't let me change my birthday again. <laughs> so I can't change it back to my actual birthday. <laughs> so I just have it turned off like the notify your friends turned off because I had changed it to like April 1st uh, or something like that. I. That, that yeah, I, I see the the joke there. <laughs> yeah, and just because I, or I'm anti-birthday some years, right? Mm. And now it's just like you've changed it too much. Fuck you. And I'm like, <laughs> fine, I don't care. <laughs> Be that way. Be that way. Uh, you can also follow the show proper on Twitter at Too Much Energon, or you can follow me. I am at Lasercomb, spelled the same way, not as That's Too right. Much Energon. Spelled L-E-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. And Cal, they can follow you at? I am at. I'm not wearing an actual shirt that says my handle. I just wanted to show off this skull cat. It's a skull made of cats for the video. Oh, I, I, so it is. Now I can't unsee it. Now you can't unsee it. You just thought it was cats, didn't you? I No, I, I had no idea what it was. I, <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention, honestly. Um, yeah, it's just NeoCal. N-E-O underscore K-A-L on uh, the Twitters. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode 87 of Too Much Energon, where we'll be talking about War for Cybertron Siege, Chapter 5. Until then, I've been one of your hosts, The Siege. And I'm NeoCal. And until next time... Uh, Till all are one. Till all are one.